What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome to the Hustle Soul Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, hustlers, entrepreneurs, innovators, artists, spiritualists, you name it. Everybody out there that's on their thing, they're on their move, they're on their grind, they're on their passion. They are doing things differently than everybody else. And so is everybody that listens. You know, often um, we're misunderstood because we want to do things differently. We don't subscribe to the status quo and we love that and so do our guests every week we have people that come on and they talk about what are they experiencing in real time while they're building something that means something to them or is just different and um you know they're having uh they're they're learning a lot about themselves along the way and what that takes and it also shows you that we humanize this you know creative entrepreneurial journey you know we're all always building on something learning on something going through something um, and uh, it connects the audiences a lot more when you realize like we're all really just the same, but just at different phases. I'm Matt Gottesman, uh, founder and editor in chief of HGF Magazine, founder of Hustle Sold Separately. You can reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram at HDF Magazine. You guys know I answer each and every one of your DMs. Lately, they have been even more plentiful, and I appreciate it. This global community constantly keeps growing and you guys are awesome. You guys also always reach out to every one of our guests and I highly encourage to do so. That's why we bring them on is for you to connect with them as well. Um, we're just one giant community and that's what it's all about. So uh, this week we've got another uh, exciting episode. I have two guests here in from Los Angeles in the studio. They're amazing individuals, Elizabeth Cott and Stephanie Sambari. They're the co-founders of That's So Retrograde. So you already know what kind of conversation we're about to have. <laughs> um, you guys know how I feel about this constant mix between um, our business, professional lives, selves, and our spiritual selves, because in my opinion, they're very intertwined. And that's sometimes um, a conversation not often having happening because Anything that we do or uh, decide to build ourselves um, and create in this world also will be a reflection of who we really are. And that actually um, is about us tapping into ourselves. And it's also a kick in the ass along the way for, uh, you know, self-development at its finest, because you have to deal with, um, you know, everything that you hadn't thought of on the way to building something great. And so the theme that we're going to be talking a lot about today is when you're building a business uh, with mindfulness and health at the forefront um, and creating that foundation from the start. And that is exactly what these ladies did with That's So Retrograde. And they're uh, amazing human beings. They're funny. They're hilarious. They're uh, kind. They're compassionate. They're real. And they're raw. And that's exactly why this show will be awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to queue up uh, their bios just real quick. So you guys know um, That's So Retrograde, uh, as they put it, I love this, as gurus in training and comedians at heart. Uh, both Elizabeth and Stephanie have been um, coined the AbFab of the New Age, uh, and obviously for good reason, which if you guys check out their podcast, you will know. And then effortlessly, they're merging pop culture and wellness. And I'm, I'm excited that that conversation is happening more and more. And I think we're living in a time where that's actually happening more um, in, in a more accessible way. Um, these best friends um, are basically, you know, out their most authentic selves are a mistake or mindful awakening one at a time. And I really appreciate that. And they're documenting all of this. Elizabeth um, had put it that if that's a retrograde had a momager, it would be Elizabeth. And I can see why already. <laughs> um, she's a creative spirit with a passion for turning ideas into things. Uh, she's a Metro Detroit native, has evolved from humble beginnings as a public relations intern turned fashion person hired by uh, Rachel Zoe at 24 to conceptualize and launch the Zoe Report, turned entrepreneur founder of online consignment concept uh, Closet Rich uh, to her current role as podcast creator and host. So she's got a, an amazing background grounded in her Torian root nature. What's up, Torian? I get it. Uh, uh, I have to ask her birthday in a minute uh, with an uh, unending drive to educate the masses on all things wellness. Uh, she makes her mark spreading the hot gossip of self-care with her own brand of candid relatability uh, and in her spare time when she's not exploring her way around L.A. and the Internet. 
Uh, it sounds familiar. Um, her favorite grounding practice is Real Housewives Binge. I appreciate her sharing that with me. <laughs> and then Stephanie is a Scorpio at heart of gold, the, the falcon in the building. I like that, by the way. <laughs> Easily. Uh, creative and expressive. Stephanie performed for the better part of a decade as a stand-up comic. She's currently an actress and writer who bring, um, brings her curiosity towards life and love, oversharing and laughing about it to that's a retrograde for a weekly dose of realness and levity. Thank you both for being here. I appreciate you, especially uh, with, uh, you know, uh, circumstances. So I, I appreciate having you on. It's quite a, a interesting moment to have your bios read aloud. I'm like, wow. Right. I need to beef it up a little bit. Well, no, you know, actually, no, you know, well, and it's interesting because you guys are um, on, you know, in this case, on the other side, because normally as yeah. podcast hosts, right, you're having yeah. your own conversations or bringing other guests on and stuff like that. So I think it's cool when all podcasters just get together on one podcast together totally, <laughs> and yeah. talk about what's going on. Um, it's so, fun also that you have to do more work than we do right now. You know, but, does, but <laughs> let me ask you, does it really feel like work when you guys are doing it? No. 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 Right? But I like feel like I'm thinking about where it's going when I'm yeah. doing it. And now I'm just like waiting to receive where it's going. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Well, good, good, good analogy. That's true. Yeah. Um, so how about for the audience, how about we catch up to like today? Because um, you guys have both really great backgrounds. You've done some exceptional things. And whoever wants to go first, you know, talk a bit about um, the, you know, what was going on prior to that's a retrograde that led up to this kind of perfect unity that you guys have going on now sure so this is elizabeth hi thanks for having us today we're really honored to be here uh uh as you covered in the bio i started in a, a fashion industry and that was really fun i always wanted to work in fashion but it was such a, a deep focus on the exterior and as i got deeper into it and got to check all the goals that I set out for myself and you know I hit those milestones, it wasn't fulfilling. And I started craving something deeper with more depth. And um, so Stephanie and I, as friends, we would sit out on my porch, we would talk about astrology, we would, we, we wanted to feel good in all the ways. And we would, you know, be on these like deep, internet searches and kind of seeking information that didn't really it wasn't really being delivered in a way that was digestible for us and our sensibility it wasn't cool it wasn't cool and <laughs> um so the show started just as a as a f opportunity that was to serve our own curiosity and then um as that was happening you know i was a business owner in the fashion world. I was styling in the fashion world. I was working on launching clothing lines and it, it was really cool and it looked really fun on paper. But again, it just, it, there was, it was lacking the depth that I, I was evolving into. And so it happened at a perfect time and it happened as just a hobby. And then it, it metamorphosized into a full-time exploration funny how that happens yeah when you're in your when you're in your, in your you, lane you're in your vibe that like totally. your purpose it just kind of yeah and i had thought that you know steph being a stand-up comedian she has had so much experience in front of the mic and i had sort of put that down as i entered the fashion world and um i so i always thought like i should be the producer and i wasn't might not be the right vessel to to carry the information and i'm i'm really happy that and it was only because it was scary to me that i thought that so i was really happy that I listened to our producer at the time and said that no, I was supposed to be the host of the show, and mm. that that was that was going to happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Was it as easy for you? Was it as easy for me to be t talking into a microphone? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's what I. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rhetorical question because <laughs> your background is phenomenal. I mean, uh, as a as a, a stand up comedian as well. I mean, like, and and how what where did this all start for you? like comedy or wellness or both Both. um well the wellness thing actually kind of like preceded comedy in a weird way it wasn't something that i was like thinking that i would pursue as a career just like elizabeth said but it was i had been dealing with like digestive issues and stomach problems like f since i was a child and it wasn't until i got into college that it kind of hit like a critical point where i ca gave myself an autoimmune disease by like basically being abusive to my body by taking medications and not like learning about how to go about it a holistic way so I had gone into that sort of journey again to like 
it's funny to look at you holding a phone and try to find your face. <laughs> He's videoing me. I'm like, am I not a robot? <laughs> I'm a human being. Um, and so it was just sort of like that happened. And then when I was doing comedy, kind of like what Elizabeth, what Elizabeth said, like I was, you know, it's such a grind and it's so exhausting. It's exhausting spiritually. It's exhausting physically. It's exhausting mentally. Like, you know, there's a reason why people are always like stand up comedy seems so hard. And it's like they're looking at it because they're just looking at, oh, you must be scared standing in front of people. And that's not the hard part. The hard part is the lifestyle and how much you need to give of yourself every single second of your life in order to create that type of content and like continuous be continuously be like churning out, you know, new ideas. And for me, I was re getting really burnt out on feeling like again it was like a bottomless pit I wasn't satisfied and I had like discovered yoga and I was like obsessed with like calming my mind but my job was to have an active mind and it was like all of this really sort of like seemingly at odds experiences within myself um, and then f finding the podcast medium was this like beautiful marriage of all the things that I was into and I could kind of like do comedy but like at a more normal pace and in a more healthy environment with a friend like there was just yeah. a better kind of situation i so you perfectly just described my life thank you mm -hmm. i appreciate it both you're of welcome. you no, you're welcome <laughs> no, used to be a fashion stylist too yeah uh yeah you were a female comic <laughs> no yes I, I i i tried to pull it off it didn't it lasted like two seconds and yeah then, you know they realized i was a dude um <laughs> no uh but you're you're right like, um, like females need to be on this lineup too you know <laughs> so I, I uh, no, but I, I think you made a really good point of that. Um, people see the outside of what we're all doing and the work and the quote unquote hustle. And yeah. hustle for me was never grind, 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 grind. It did have that tone at one point, but um, it's really all about the work that goes in and everything. And, and at the end of the day, people don't, they only see the, the stand up uh, comedian that's just got to be funny. Set, yeah. 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 They don't see the traveling they don't see the sets they don't see you know all, also just like the psychotic days of like yeah. literally doing nothing walking around being like what's funny about Tobo Chico what's funny about that couch what's right. funny about this interaction yeah. okay I'm you listening to you talk I should write that down it's so crazy you get to so go on stage yeah. at like 10pm and you're tired as yeah. fuck it's like I yeah. I hate that lifestyle and I, and I think that that's why what in every if you're noticing in everybody's like passion they're still also finding that time of like Oh fuck! I better figure out what's going on inside because, like, this won't sustain however long I think I can go unless I'm also having fun. I'm happy. I'm pacing myself. I'm not putting more pressure on myself. I'm not letting the outside world dictate what decisions I make. You know, and I and I think that that's that's important. Otherwise, we're gonna burn out. There's well, no way. I think that we all think that we there's okay. We have like a dream or an idea or like a, a interest, and we all have this idea of how we think it's like supposed to look and how we think we're supposed to be in that yes or who like we think we're supposed to be in the context of our world or the way that other people see us and then oftentimes like what you're describing and what happened with both of us and and i know nicole who's here has had the same experience of just like once you're there it's not right the thing that you thought that it would be and the, the thing that you need to be examining is yourself and then you can create and cultivate yourself in whatever context makes sense for who you truly are not the thing that you've like put yourself into in the world it's it's absolutely true and this are you finding too i mean that's kind of what's going on with your gut with that's a retrograde a lot of others are having these same conversations because they're realizing it too right yeah i mean we don't really pay attention to the other people having the conversations i think that you know it's been an interesting journey with the expansion of of podcasts being recognized as a as a medium when we started it was not really that as common. And also the like witty rep like discussions around really substantial meaty topics also weren't really in, right. in that realm as well. So, yeah, it tends to be like a heavier type of thing, yeah. which is just like, no one wants to actually, like self-work is work, but we don't want to like feel like we're working. Right, right. Yeah. You want to actually enjoy the process. Totally. I totally get it. The best way to educate is, is through laughter yeah really if people can laugh and learn something we're doing our job so um the question being like the fact that other people are are also having that conversation i think it's great everyone should be having these conversations but i also think what you're saying is just like people are generally waking up mm -hmm. yeah. to the idea that the status quo of like 
society, you know, consumerism, capitalism, the structure of the way that we thought that we were supposed to make our way in this world has (laughs) devolved and crumbled before us. And it's everyone's depressed and overweight and unhappy. And like, so we, you know, I think it's no coincidence that there's like this spiritual awakening that's happening because generally as a society, we have burned out on material will give you what you want. The Mayans, they predicted it. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. They really did. Yeah. So it's really actually happening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, and you know, when I I said also other people, I meant like that are also coming on your show. Yeah. Like they're they're like, yeah, no, I feel you. This is a conversation. This is what's really happening versus like this is what, you know, the the outside world that's still kind of in the matrix, et cetera. And you can be... Like, that's what I think why we were so motivated to do our show, too. And I feel like I'm hearing you and your ethos is similar to that. I mean, your intro song is so fucking cool. But it's like, you don't have to be like one or the other. Like, you're a spiritual person doesn't live on a mountain. Right. Necessarily. If you want to go for it. But you can be integrated into the regular life. You can be on Instagram. You can be a fucking gajillionaire. You could do whatever you want and still be living like an authentic spiritual life. I think you're seeing that a lot more. And that that's exactly the picture that I think is is needing to be painted to people. Because beforehand, you used to be like, oh, I'm just going to sit in Om for like five hours and yeah. I have to be at the top of like a Tibetan mountain. Totally. <laughs> and those people were weird and yeah. outcasted and like oh, well, they quit their job to go on a pilgrimage. And it's like, my pilgrimage is just in my living room. Yeah, yeah. no, And I and I think that um, the more normalized that we can make that, which is why I think that's happening now more than ever, you're seeing all these people being like, okay, cool, that's my kind. Well, yeah, there's about a few million of us now that that's our kind. Totally. Millions, you know. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so when you guys, how long have you guys been doing the podcast? Over four and a half years. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what has been some of the most exciting points of, you know, do you see the mission constantly expanding? Yes. Well, here's the thing. We knew in our hearts when we started doing it, it was a feeling of what it felt to do it. Yes. And that was the first thing that when you, when, when you, your soul finds its mission, it aligns and everything clicks in. And the exciting, I would say the most exciting thing was that feeling and then trusting in that feeling yes and and when you're making no money and but you you know what it feels like to do that thing and then the beautiful uh thing that comes from that is that the people that listen are every single time i would question like is this the right thing I felt like we would get an email or someone would come up to us on the street or there was some little affirmation from the universe that was like, you need to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that has been the most spectacular thing of just clicking into the soul's call. Yeah. Well, who was it on our show that said, um, when you start making things about money, God leaves the room? Yeah. Lorea said that. Lorea, Gaston, she runs this um, amazing program in LA called Lunch on Me where they source organic food and programs for the homeless community or people experiencing homelessness. And when she said that, it was really resonant to us because it was exactly that. It's like we weren't making money for a while, but we were like feeling so fulfilled, but there was still a struggle because the reality of life, unfortunately, is that money matters. Right. As much as you're like, it doesn't matter. I'm not being defined by it. It's like a bitch still has to eat. Right. She yeah. has to live somewhere. Absolutely. You know, like there's this, she likes nice and shoes. And it's there's still good just energy. Stuff. It's, yeah. It's still good energy you need. Totally. And so I think for us, like following the good signs was in the beginning, the only way that we could be constantly reminded that like, to keep going. We're on a path. It's all right. right. It's good. Like the money will show up because we're in our dharma. So this is the exact shit that um, the audience constantly needs to hear. And I talk about this all the time, too, because I, I remember that, you know, it, there's there's no money involved until there's suddenly money involved. But during that time, mm-hmm. it just feels right by your soul. And you all you're you're right. You get these messages. There are moments and sometimes they'll say stuff like, I don't mean to bother you. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, you're like, bother, me. bother me. Live in my house and tell me I'm great. Bother me. In fact, if you can get all of your friends, just contact me right now and pat me on the back that I'm not fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Because because what do people usually do in the beginning that don't maybe get why you're doing something passionate? Like, so how are you guys going to make money from this? And well, like, that's the first question. Are you guys question. concerned? Like, what's going to... Th- like, you know, you get other people's 
yeah. their, their energy of, of their own nervousness in their own world that they just don't understand because it's just not in alignment for their journey. Yeah, you and know it's okay. I mean? They don't have to understand. They but what's important is you can't let their no. lack of understanding penetrate your beliefs. No, no. And it's also interesting. You're right about um, signs constantly come all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. And and then after... So here's a question for you. And I I haven't publicly talked about something that I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if I should... Um, I won't call out who that is, but but I, I'm curious from you. So as you started seeing success, were there, um, there's always critics, uh, like how did the industry respond, um, you know, with what you guys were doing? Well, it's hmm. been an interesting time to, uh, you know, the world has woken up in a very right. different way. There's a lot of like uh, political correct police, limousine liberal type vibe, right. pedestal. Don't nice. say this, don't say this, don't say right. that. That was wrong. You're showing Perfect. white privilege. Like those types of, I would say the critics have come in just like this like hypersensitivity right. that's happened that I believe was like whiplash after what happened with the the current president that's in office. Like right. everybody all of a sudden got like real uh prickly yeah but it oh, was yeah. kind of happening a little bit before yeah. that too the like yeah. pc police thing is like i have no fucking time for that yeah. if that's your criticism just don't listen i don't give a shit so we yeah. never had anybody not support like our mission but i would say the criticism came with the like you can't say that right you can't be truthful in your truth like that and you know i think that it part of being real and saying you're gonna have conversations of depth and then you're gonna have to get a, it's gonna have to get a little sticky and hard sometimes and so that I think has been a little bit more of the struggle of, of wanting to tackle um, challenging issues around mindfulness and health and the world we live in and not always doing so like and just learning along the way learning to sort through what's like valuable criticism Absolutely. and you know something that's something hard for me because my instinct is to like fucking fight yeah but just because i believe in one's right to speak their truth right and i don't like being policed around that but learning to be like okay that's interesting feedback let's have right. a conversation around that versus when someone's not just being hypersensitive and being like look man i'm sorry that that's the way that you feel like you need to live like putting out everyone's fire but like i can't have this conversation with you but we always i would say in like the scheme of the work we do we've had nothing but like amazing support. yeah it's there not, was never a lot of that there was never like right. how are you gonna monetize this like what are you gonna do we just and if we did have that it never even like made it into our orbit because yeah. Yeah. we were just like on a mission yeah right I, and and that's powerful when you operate from that place like usually people like either you're aligned with me or get out of my way you know what i mean and i uh, will say like for me and i think a little bit for her in the beginning too we had a little bit of personal struggle of transitioning out of what we were doing into what we are doing mm. the criticism i think was coming from within ourselves and i right. think like anyone who's looking to shift to into a more authentic calling experiences that dissonance of like who they were and who they're going to become and i think that's like a that's a moment you have to fight through yeah that pivot though is like crucial to life yeah, if we absolutely. all I'm, we're not in this world anymore in a beautiful way that people have a one track or that's expected exactly and like side hustles are celebrated and and the but the battle was i will say within myself of like i have this vision of turning this into my full-time job when having being a quote-unquote podcaster wasn't a thing it was not a thing, but right. I was like, this makes me feel a certain way. This is helping people in the way that I want to show up for people in this world. And that's what matters to me. So the money's going to come. Like, there's no doubt about it. It's going to take a while and I have to stay on track. But it was my own inner battle with like the negative stuff that I had dealt with. It's a, those are all really, really fair points. And thank you also for sharing that because like, I think that's the part that, you know, people, They'll, they'll see from the outside the stand-up comedian. They'll see the, the the confident ladies that you are and, and you know, automatically not see that. We all internally, like, yeah, I can fuck with myself every now and then oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be harder on myself than anybody. But when we're mission-driven and that comes from a place that's, like, so connected, yeah, that's not going to, you know. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that industry is different than your fan base. I noticed that an audience, mm. they'll dictate so much of the connection between, you know, that there's a connection happening. Yeah. That like 
I agree with you about uh, taking, I like listening to certain feedback, um, but the relationship I have with the audience is telling me a lot more. And so I think that, that also gives us a little bit of a, a of a, a signal, if you will, versus like industry, oh, you can't do that. But meanwhile, like you get probably 50 DMs, like I can't believe you brought that up. I'm so grateful that that topic yeah. is being talked about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So being a pioneer is not always easy or a visionary. It's actually often very much misunderstood by the people who are kind of afraid to almost step into that mm-hmm. like same realm. Would you totally. agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had so like I can look back on being a comic now and be like, I fucking hate that lifestyle. But like I was so attached to the pain that I was experiencing in that lifestyle mm-hmm. that I had that inner critic in me, not not allowing myself to fulfill my own vision because I'm like, well, if I release this identity, yeah, what the fuck is there? Right. What else is there? And we don't know until it's you like actually a, the great unknown. Right. Well, like when I started at an online consignment business. Yeah. Um, it was amazing and it was cool and it really was like purely my child, but it wasn't serving me anymore. Mm. I didn't want to be selling used clothing. Like right. That was not the vibe. Right. And it took about a year to really get real with myself. And because I thought I was abandoning a child. Like how could you create something and bring it into the world and bring it into its full potential and then say bye right that was well that to me i was like i felt so like i i had so much almost self-hatred around the fact that i was like feeling so much angst and anxiety around this thing i had created that had to that had matched the vision that i had for it and then to be to be real with myself and be like i'm done i don't want to do this anymore i want to do something else and this other thing is like actually serving me and i don't know how it's going to be able to monetize i don't know what you know, if it will ever be anything other than it just feels good. But yeah. it's just, this is, no, the fashion shit was no longer working. Well, it's like ending a personal relationship. Yeah. Like right. if you're in a relationship with another human and it like maxes out, you do stay for like six months too long. Right. Because you're like, I can't, uh, now what happened? Like I can't end this. What is that? You know, you get stuck in the known. Right. The, in it, the, it's a breakup. Yeah. You're breaking up with a version of yourself yeah. that is not, really you're like vibrating into a new space no i think um, that what's next throws a lot of people off which is why most people will stay in that job that Mm -hmm. i still security Mm -hmm. there's no security until either a you let go or your health cause you to get dragged out of there because like you're miserable you know and so but i think it's that unknown that that trips people up and um but that unknown is like is your whole life mm-hmm. and that's the irony that. of it is that it's like everything that you want really yeah. is in that unknown um but um and that's where you know we start getting into attachments and expectations and and people will will stay in i i don't really call them comforts i think comfort zones are the most uncomfortable place to be because what comfort do they really bring they might kind of bring you a temporary security and like a paycheck but at the same time like internally you can feel unhealthy yeah actually feel unhealthy like something doesn't feel in alignment and the fact of the matter is when it comes to our profession our chosen profession it is a choice right we spend i the majority of our week is spent doing that and sleeping you got to have a really dope comfy bed and you have a dope you need to have a dope comfy mission in life or maybe not so comfy, but like something that's gonna like that's gonna feed your soul yes. because it's gonna take up so much of your time. So what is the point of right. doing something? But some people are satisfied with just having a job and having a life, and that's cool too. Like absolutely, I spent a significant amount of time being in judgment about that because I couldn't possibly understand it. But that's because I had an itch to scratch. Not everyone has right. an itch to scratch. Some people's mission is just to work and to have a family, and like that's cool. I just think is if you have that feeling follow the feeling if you don't have the feeling get on with your bad self like cool well i you know by the way i got checked uh by um chef serena at the soho house in west hollywood um we were all having this major conversation and um i was saying something similar and i like that uh it was said really well it it was either her or sister she said you know every soul comes in at different levels too Mm -hmm. and so while we may feel quote unquote bad for for some people that like oh why don't they want to do more why don't they want to pursue this but they're that, happy but that may not be the level that their their level right now is to just be kind of in this they could be at a starting level that's yeah. just about like that's true doing some yeah you know the the well work said. that that just makes sense for them. and i got checked hard like in a, yeah. a healthy way but i was yeah. like 
that's a really good point. Like I hadn't thought about it. We point. might just be a few older souls just <laughs> like <laughs> we got to take on the world and here's how it's going to go down. You know, I also think that like we don't really live in a society that cultivates like the artist. Right. And I think that a lot of right. people in this kind of realm of thinking outside of the box, entrepreneurs, spiritual seekers, all those kinds of things are like I think of us as artists yes. who are creating our life. And that's can be a difficult thing to manage, especially when you're younger, understanding like you're the art, you're the design architect of your life. Like, go for it. Like, no one says that. Right. Everyone's like, go to college, get a job, get in the system, figure it. You know, like there's no space. Boss for, IRA. Yeah. Right. There's no right. space for your creativity <laughs> to thrive. And I think a lot of people that I know in the spiritual community are so creative. And that's really like what it comes down to. Yeah. And, you know, and um. And I know back at the beginning, I was saying how when you, the, the whole business and the creative, spiritual, the reason being is because we still want to take our our sole purpose, our creativity, and manage it mm-hmm. at the same time. Because right. if we don't manage it, <laughs> a lot of other people will definitely try to manage that for you. And yeah. not always to your best, to your to your your best of your mission. So, yeah. so there is that also, that responsibility. I just, I, I like the listeners know, like, it's like, we're not all here just floating around me like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a cloud and I'm meditating. It's like, no, I, this means something to me. Let me also be responsible and accountable enough to, like, understand all the details. Like, I always say it's like getting to the garage. Like, let me get underneath the hood of the car and actually build it, like, together. Because otherwise I won't have a full understanding of how, like, I want this whole vision to come, like, even bigger. Or you're in the back seat and someone's driving you. Yeah, and that's some scary shit. You don't know shit. where you're going. That's some scary shit. I yeah. Used to, I used to allow that. <laughs> way way back when you know yeah. you know um what are what have been some of like um the the primary topics that you guys have been focusing on on the show that um you, you know we'll just in general we'll start there i would say that um we cover like the episodes that we've had that have done like the best i guess are our really most popular episode is an episode that we did about adderall interestingly enough interesting um we have a friend vanessa fitzgerald who's a nutrition response Tester, How does, what's her title? NRT, NRT practitioner. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay, mm-hmm. hello. Um, and she came out publicly that she'd been on Adderall for a long time, and we had an episode where Elizabeth and I both talked about our experience with being on the drug and how we all kind of felt like our paths got derailed and we got disconnected and we were unhealthy and all these kinds of things. And so I think that that just really speaks to like how many people are struggling with keeping up. Yep. And, you know, what that looks like and that that I think has a trickle down actual theme of everything that we cover is that like you don't need to be functioning at the top of this like societal mountain in order to like be healthy and explore these things. So that with like nutrition and spirituality, astrology, women's health, CBD. Um, CBD, yeah, we've been, we've been uh, pro-cannabis explorers Since uh, uh, middle school Since it was cool Yeah <laughs> right, <laughs> Before right. it was cool Before, before it was, it was cool, a business right? Yeah right. Um, So we've always, you know, we, we talk openly about that And that people seem to like that Because it's relatable Right um, Women's health, feng shui, a, a lot of things A lot of things, you know, we cast a really wide net But it all goes back to we want our audience to be able to be exposed to all these different ideas yes. that aid in feeling great so they could build their own toolkit mm-hmm. and take what works for them, leave what doesn't, just like how Steph and I approach our days. You know, we don't really, there's a lot of talk in the wellness community about like your morning ritual and what that looks like. And right. people are very stringent about that. And right. um, our whole thing is like, check in with yourself, make exactly. space in your morning so you can maybe see what you need and that will set you up for your day. So being just being in touch with yourself, that's what our show promotes. Yeah. Well said. You know, yeah. it, um, I spent uh, the last week um, in a hospital uh, with uh, with all the things that were going on with my father and I got to tell you, like it is, it is some, uh, no disrespect to any of the, the people listening that are, you know, nurses, doctors, any of that stuff. It was daunting the to watch the system versus a lot of like what we learned about healing and nutrition. You and and, and the nurses actually they actually agreed with me, and I we I it's weird I ended up starting to coach a few. I did the same I, thing. I, I was coaching quite a bit. And they're like, how did how do you how do you know all this? Like, and I wondered about that. And a couple of them actually overheard a few conversations when I had, um, you know spiritual people on the phone and and talk about the soul and they're like uh can i 
can I get that girl's number? <laughs> Shit, you not. Yeah. And and I it was weird because you're you're watching this system where um they are there they they cure with a band aid they were curing with a band aid that then led to another problem and then they would feed with the un, most unhealthy food dude sugars processed yeah. foods all this stuff which then led to another problem which gave to more uh meds which then led to another problem which literally they actually found it yeah actually that led to this and you're like wow did you just do this we have a you know? sickness system not a healthcare system in the united states right i was just with my grandfather in the hospital because he has like he's 93 so he yeah. has like kidney issues and right you know shit gets crazy when you're 93. Right. and they were feeding him he's has kidney problems right okay right and they're feeding him high fructose corn syrup yep. cranberry juice yep I freaked out. I was like, do you understand that you can't put this in your body? Right. He can't go to the bathroom. They're feeding him ice cream and grilled cheese. Yep. I'm like, yes. what is happening? Like, yeah. The first thing I did when I went home, it was like a whole family tragedy thing, actually. But I went and I was, my whole other family was there. And I was like, you guys need to bring him different food. Yeah. Like, first of all, it's pathetic regardless because of just it's just shitty and it's sad because he's like, a 93 year old man who's like done so much in his life and to be like sitting in a hospital bed eating dry grilled cheese is like un right it's so tragic to me but just the fact of the matter is like he needs health in his body yeah that's doing nothing for him so then my whole family was like we're bringing him food every day of course he wants like veal parmesan which isn't like right, right. any better but at least it's something that's like enjoyable at the very least it was heartbreaking to me oh yeah i uh, i called a nutritionist ironically i the first one i, I googled for the the city was actually somebody i went to junior high with who's like wow. on the first page i'm like you uh and i caused like uh i don't know what's going on with my father but my mom on the other hand right now like because uh, my mom was always very healthy growing up but she ended up with a situation that um and she's getting better but like she's like i can't eat this crap I'm yeah like, i know like it's you know so we kept bringing her food but it's it's interesting the the, the conversation around health um they don't know, think about that Right. And well, and quite frankly, they're and I get it. They're busy and they're all on the go, which is interesting because that goes right back to the point of what we what we know, even in general society. If you get too busy and you don't take care of yourself, you know, especially in an environment like that. Right. No, it's true. It's backwards. Like the woman mm -hmm. who was delivering him his defibrillator, his like breathing yeah. thing was like walking weird. And I was like, are you all right? And she's like, oh, I got gastric bypass a couple of years ago and now my back. Blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like. Can I teach you a yoga stretch? I'm like teaching this fucking yeah. woman a yoga stretch before she gives my grandfather his inhaler. I'm like, these are the people that we need to be like giving these tools to. Like the fucking caretakers aren't taking care of themselves. You're right. Of course, they're not noticing the bad juice. Right. So but it's they're it, too busy not walking well themselves. Yeah. And I and I so I think it's uh, and, you know, having conversations around CBD, cannabis. I was like, hey, you know, what, what are you guys like thoughts about this? That might actually heal this. Like, oh, yeah, no. Well, you know, and. Because uh, it's only medical here, but I was like, "Yeah, it's right. medical. Uh, where do you think that'll you know that'll come into your guys' hospitals?" I'm yeah. like, Oh, we're not sure. I'm like, "Well, it'll be about two, uh, 2022." I'm like, "Right now on the docket," and I started yeah. like really like, "Like, how do you know all this?" I was like, "Well, I consult in the industry, actually." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the documentary "Weed the People"? I haven't yet. That no, Ricky Lake did. It's no. phenomenal. I yeah. think it can change legislation. It's it's really, going to yeah. yeah it's about uh, pediatric cancer patients yes. and their use of cannabis for healing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, and I know it's it's a it's it's hard to to not for us, but I know that that conversation seems so unreal to a lot of people when you start bringing up autism, nutrition, and um and CBD and cannabis, or um, cancer and CBD and, and nutrition and you know cannabis. And um, I it 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 hits people at a core. I get it because it's a very touchy subject, and it's hard for them almost sometimes to believe. But I'm like, no, there's a lot going on from. The new, it's it's all connected is really yeah. what's happening the nutrition you know gut health as in i think from your gut but if your gut health isn't actually aligned to, to connect with this how is that going to affect your decision making and then and tapping into your intuition and then you know we have access to all these tools that can actually i mean what do you think people did thousands of years ago right i right. mean when there was no cancer Right. You know, it's also people like, also lived till they were like 30. So, you know, <laughs> there's also that. <laughs> also, there's that too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand why. I guess I do understand, but it's it's just fascinating the way that humans are is that like you're in rejection of an idea about CBD or about nutrition 
just because it conflicts with some information that someone gave you when you were a child. Right. Which right. isn't any more valuable than the new information. It's just more deeply implanted in you and you're not willing to challenge your own beliefs in order to grow. Right. Which is so crazy. It's like, so we're just all still eating off of like the 90s food pyramid? Like what right. exactly is happening here? Right. It's just, we are evolving, science is growing, more information is coming and we need to open our minds to receive that information. Oh, I don't believe in that. You don't believe in it? Like, here's the research. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not reading it. Okay, so you're not, you're not not believing in it. You're just not educating yourself. You're not yourself. dealing with it. Yeah, you're yeah. not educating yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, choices. That's what it, it really all comes that's down to. That's fine, you know. but it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, do you think though, do you feel like more people than ever before are waking up because of the access to the information that we do have and the tools that are in the science and everything that's coming out? I do. Yeah, I think that's one of the beautiful byproducts of the democratization of information right. with the internet and all of that is that there is you are able to f to find kind of any category you want out there for better or for worse and not that like the dear Google of any ailment is the best thing, right? But to to be able to access different ideas that might not have been, uh, as, uh, might have only been available at the library before, whereas now we can get them onto our phone and we can find like-minded individuals. We can find podcasts. We can. We're able. There's so many different channels that that open up our access to learning, and because of that, uh, and I think the natural progression is people are waking up. It's also that the thing that we're talking about, like the hospitals and all that, like those traditional systems are failing people. Yes, are. The regular grocery store that's feeding you the GMO food is getting you fucked up. So the information accessibility is amazing and also it's necessary. Like you're getting it mm -hmm. because you need to. Like when you're getting sick and you're not getting better, if you have any sense of like survival and need to feel better, you're going to exactly. dig deeper and look for more and you're going to find, oh wait, there's a different route that I can go. So it's of necessity, I think, that people are finding it. We're getting, for, I think, we're getting forced with uh, having to make decisions for ourselves. Um, we're either burning out from the work yeah. or we're um, our bodies are, um, you know, crippling at a, like, or failing earlier on to a point where you're like, you're exactly right. Um, either I step the fuck up and figure out how to heal this because whatever traditionally used to work is not, um, and then because of our access to social media and the internet and all these other things, you're like, all right, these people are doing something different. There's something going on here. Like you, you either, you either go into the survival mode of like, I got to figure my shit out or you, you won't. And, and you hopefully know, you find that before it gets too bad. You, that's the hope. I mean, I'm like a wellness vigilante. I swear to God. Like I was in a lift the other day and a guy had a giant soda another bottle of Coca-Cola and then a bottle of Tums and a bottle of Pepto-Bismol all in his wow. console. And I was like, hey, do you have really bad acid reflux? And he's like, I do. And I'm like, you should probably have to stop drinking soda. And he's like, oh yeah? I'm like, yeah, if you stop drinking soda, you won't have to take any of all these other things. And he's like, I heard that. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, why do you like soda so much? He's like, I'm addicted to carbonation. I'm like, well, just drink sparkling water. He's like, oh yeah, I could drink sparkling water. I'm like, yeah. And then, like I got out yeah. of the car, like, but I was like, <laughs> literally just right. taking any opportunity to like sprinkle information. Because right. it was like so the obviousness of the problem, like the contrast of right. the Pepto and the sodas was like, dude, right. it's all going down the same hole. Right. It's just <laughs> like, like, you're literally just like it's, putting out a fire. Just don't light it on fire and you won't need to put the fire out. It's yeah, I, I do that sometimes like with I'll, a cashier at a store. Like you'll see like all these different places. Yeah. Maybe at the airport, something random. You're like, hey, uh, you know, there's a you can you just can get like rid tiny of tiny tips. Way. Yeah. You know, you know, that 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 skin thing that you got going on there. Like this might help. <laughs> They're like, totally. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. But you see how they have like so many different things that are counteracting at the same time that they're then, you know, band-aiding it as well and yeah you know so i it's uh it's interesting i think i think that the waking up mixed in with um again now more people are having different modalities for um how do you connect internally how do you um get your body right how do you heal yourself on your own yeah. plus lots of fact not not to mention the fact that like healthcare is expensive so I think that also, I know for me, I mean, even though I, I pay like $200 some dollars a month, whatever on my health insurance, um, but it's like, 
you get to a point where like I don't want to be sick. But also, what <laughs> is it even covering? Is my question. Oh, uh, who I, like some insurance right? companies cover acupuncture, which is cool. But like at the end of the day, like you have health insurance in case you get into a tragic car accident. Right. You don't have health insurance to keep yourself healthy at all. And you have to pay out of pocket for all the things that make you actually healthy. Right. So yeah, I think that's one of the, the driving forces behind our show and, and why initially it became so important to us because our our surroundings, our government, the people that make decisions aren't supporting our own health. So as a human being, we have to be in the driver's seat for ourselves. We have to be our own advocates. And so getting expanding people's repertoire of information is so important and that is like one of the main missions of our show is because of everything that's happening around us we need to really be our own advocates Mm -hmm. accountability yeah and also i think and another big thing with that in terms of just like the health of the overall country is you know, with the digitization of everything, we're t- pulled out of ourselves. Like there's, there's, everyone's doing like five things at once. And I think a that's why I attribute podcasts to being so popular. Yes. Like it kind of surpassed YouTube as as people's mode of, of entertainment because you can do three other things while you're listening to a podcast. Yes, yeah. I, I actually even have a, a, a not a theory, but like a practice of you can. Um, now take these moments in the car at the gym um time where there might be like um either white noise or just nothing whatever and actually replace it with like healthy habits like podcasts right. or listening to really good stuff that's like about you know your your gut health or you know just like totally. re- these little moments where because a lot of people say oh well, i don't have the time you do have the time it's just about how you structure the priorities of what you're doing within that time and then you know and then slowly but surely instilling these new habits which everybody doesn't want to like yeah. break their old habits and then, but i also support the habit of that white noise for a little bit oh cl- like i oh, sorry uh white noise meaning like uh maybe that's using the wrong thing the um the stuff that's not healthy for you during right, the time. Right, 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 sure. right, right. You know, uh, just just nothingness not is also to anything. That's actually Try some that. of the most precious time. Thank you for <laughs> checking me. No. no, no, no. I'm just offering yeah. that because absolutely. That's our. That's a. You know, that's just a big belief with with all of the quote right? unquote like self care of it all, the wellness of it all. It's like if like we said, if you wake up in the morning and you just give yourself a little time for quiet. Yeah, I you know I'm uh, I realized when you see people who like wake up in the morning. Well, let me, before I make that statement, what do you guys do? Which what is something you do when you wake up in the morning? Stare at the ceiling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and for how long? Directly into the <laughs> void of existence. <laughs> for a good hour, two hours. What do you need on that? You one? know what I do? I check my phone just to see if anything's like pressing, so that I don't have anxiety of like, oh, am I missing something? And when I realize that I'm not missing anything, I just then go about like normal stuff. Which is like making coffee, walking my dog, like things that are and make, valuable and that makes you feel good. to my life that don't have to do with my contribution to society or my interaction with this fucking device. But I do, I have developed a practice of just looking at it so that I can leave it alone. Gotcha. Otherwise, I'm like, it feels like resistance right. to this and I can't resist it. It, it exists. I, so we need to make friends with it. I completely get that. Do- um, I... I love laying in bed and, and reading articles on my phone really early. It's like just nice. a habit that I tried to put down and I just really like it. So I do it even though it goes against like, you know, popular wellness lore to be looking at your phone. But I do that and then I make some coffee or some tea and I go and I sit outside and I just like look at the sky. You know, we what, like looking up. We love looking <laughs> up. It really helps. I, I don't even, you know, the funny thing is, is it, I like, when you said it, you know, maybe it goes against the, 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 popular wellness but like i think it's whatever grounds you in the morning yeah but we're talking about this this narrative that really exists like my way is looking at it and putting it down her way is just embracing it it's like there's this definite narrative of like the phone is the thing that's infringing upon your enlightenment and like resists the urge to technology and it's like dude that energy of resistance is just as bad as scrolling on Instagram for three hours. Right, it's creating a resistance with another resistance. Exactly. Right. I totally get that. And that's why I say everybody has to figure someone out uh, differently out for each, each totally. self. You know what I mean? Like I, um, I depends. Some days I'll open up my phone uh, just for a quick second. Um, I did make the habit of not, um, no emails till nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. Great, um, that's great. And, uh, which took me a little bit of time. <laughs> and then I, I also, um, maybe not 
doing too much social media interaction. Just kind of like a quick scroll and that's it. And then the, and then I'll do the coffee. I'll yeah. meditate. Yeah. I'll do some gratitude journaling. And it's like, it's all about me. Yeah. I actually made my morning all about me. Yeah, it's like, it like, we won't talk until about nine, ten. And now, and meetings don't happen until one o'clock on. Yeah, but that's what it's for. Okay, look, yeah. if you don't make your morning about you, I'm so exactly. passionate about this because like it's something that I have had to like really drill into my own self. If you don't make your morning about you and then you try to go into the world exactly. and show up for yourself, other people, whatever needs you and you you haven't made space for yourself you're gonna not be a full version of the exactly. person that you need to be in that world because you've made zero space for yourself to show up. i'm tired and i'm meditating this thing i'm distracted yeah because you're a shithead who doesn't care about yourself yep well uh, <laughs> sorry not to be but like seriously, before i agree to that <laughs> not you but yeah, no, no, the person yeah. who doesn't mind their own side of the street in that way yeah i you know the thing is because it, it's so it's a hard concept for a lot of people who when i say oh do you meditate in the morning do you do this do you do anything They're like no i don't have the time i don't have that time i'm like you realize you're waking up and right out into a world without the best version of you and yet they're all still relying on so you. so stressful and if you don't come first how the hell are you ever going to deliver to the maximum capabilities that exactly. you are able to do and, you know, and why is that foreign that the concept of you should come first? Like, that's what I want to know, you know. That's that's a drilled in societal thing. Yeah. Yep. But it's kind of interesting because, you know, we're moving into self-care. And I think we've kind of been interviewed a few times about the how far self-care goes and where does it edge into, like, the narcissism of it all and, like, what is that line? And I'm very fascinated by that conversation. But I also feel like if you do take care of yourself in, like, a healthy, non- toxic way it also reflects in the way that you take care of like the earth and like exactly. your environment and like you make more mindful choices about everything and everyone and everyone because you're giving yourself that kind of love and then that can like reflect outward for how you interact with other things right and i think whenever again whenever it's funny judgment is such a funny tale uh mm. tell of people mm. because it's like judging is basically a you know is this how you're really feeling about yourself right now like no but i thought i'd tell you about you and you're like yeah i'm cool like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. we cool here like <laughs> let's 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 talk about you so you know i think you know the nervousness and anxiety that i feel like comes from people sometimes when they see others doing these types of things is just the nervousness of them actually not doing it whether 100%. or not they realize that or not yet is another story but it's that they just there, I was like, you, I, I totally get your anxiousness. You're like, yeah, I feel bad for you. I'm like, no, you feel bad for you. Like, let's let's what, let's talk about what your routine is like. You know, I would love to like be like um, go into someone's house who's like, I don't have time to meditate, and so you you know, you go and you where you're with them when you wake up and you just watch everything that they do before they go for work right oh yeah yeah, yeah. And that's then, a good you know like they pick up the phone you like swat it out of their hand you're like right. no nope, that's getting you out of it you know i put the news on no nope, i'm not doing that like you have time you're just not making it right well yeah i was uh i was um reading dr joe dispenza's uh becoming supernatural were you just talking about that and, yeah uh, uh, nicole shout out nicole. nice <laughs> <laughs> who told you about that book <laughs> so, oh, it comes so, full circle. No, no, we, we we all share all of these uh these amazing um you know people out there that are doing some amazing work. Mm. Um and uh it was interesting he's saying that the reason why people like get tripped up with the meditation is because literally their bodies aren't used to it because they're used to um previous habits that were already instilled in them that were that because their bodies are technically on autopilot. That's really what habit is. And mm -hmm. so they'll sit in meditation and where they could be sitting in traffic right now. They could be, I mean, doing the thing that they're supposed, quote unquote, supposed to be doing makes them anxious. Right. So they're like, oh my God, because they're going, 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 going with not necessarily an intention behind it or a why. And so it's just a routine of go, 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 doing millions of different things all day that they're supposed to out of habit. The moment you break that, the body doesn't feel well about it because it's you're you're it's it's addicted to that habit, and that's again why people it's it's hard for them to break so many of these addictions and go into the unknown as we talked about earlier, or into the thing that like we really want to be doing intuitively because the body freaks the fuck out. It's like oh like I don't know how that's gonna feel. But people also need to remember <laughs> that meditation is a yogic tradition mm -hmm. that is supposed to happen after you do the asana of yoga because your body does have so much energy and so much anxiety in it that it's mm -hmm. really challenging to sit to sit still mm -hmm. so that's the other thing is like if you're having a problem like sitting still in meditation like stretch a little go around the you know what i mean like move mm -hmm. your body yes. to expel something you don't have to do yoga practices if that's not who you are like yeah. that's cool but if the but to in order to get through some of that nervousness and that anxious energy the built up energy you should move a little then sit in the meditation it's designed 
for that. It's very challenging, even for like anyone who's like a real meditator to just like sit still. Right. Like it's very hard. The one one practice that I really like that's a nice little starter pack for anybody feeling the resistance is a three, three, and three. So three minutes of stretching, three minutes of meditation, and three minutes of journaling. It's a nine-minute practice that I guarantee you you'll probably expand those minutes because you're going to be in the flow. But it's just a nice little – like for those of us who need a structure and, you know, feel intimidated by a whole 10-minute meditation, like just that little three, three, and three practice is a really beautiful starter pack. Can you repeat that one more time because I know my listeners are going to like pause and want to rewind that. Three minutes of stretching. Yep. Anything you want. Mm-hmm. And then three minutes of meditation and then three minutes of journaling. And if you want to, you know, mix and match, go for it. But and it will turn into 10, 10, 10 so fast. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm edging up closer to 40 minutes these days Ooh, uh, yeah. on, on the meditation. It's nice. taking me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'll use like calm for 10 minutes yeah. just to get into the zone. Love calm. And use then promo code retrograde. What would you say? I said, I said use promo code retro. We don't even know will, if that's our promo code. Do I know. We? I don't remember. We'll let, we'll, you, <laughs> all right. Will you let us know? And then that way we'll make sure all our listeners know. We'll put that even on another episode. We're like today's sponsor is. Because we don't have sponsors. So today's sponsor is whatever the fuck we want it to be. Nice. So, love. Um, yeah. Is what? I said love. Is it. love. Uh, today's oh. sponsor is love. There oh. you go. Today's sponsor <laughs> is love, love. Brought to you by love. And yeah. <laughs> the paycheck's in the mail. Right. 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 I, that quote by the way what was that back at the beginning uh about money and god uh when you start making things about money and god leaves the room Oof. yeah oh it's so good that's going up on the wall yeah <laughs> yeah it's really Isn't good that? it's amazing uh who who was who it Lorea Gaston, Gaston who um she does lunch on me you can check out their Instagram we'll do that what's um what's next for you guys what do you have coming up well tonight this isn't airing today though right no okay well in the past, um, we, we <laughs> did a show at CB Live. It went amazing. <laughs> Thank you to Katie, Kylene Sabagian, and Leo Flowers for being a part of that. Um, and we are just recording our show. We'll probably do go on a few more tour dates. We're yeah, just, we just really we're just love out here. putting out a weekly show and, yeah. and being really proud of, of that work and everything that comes from it has been really spectacular too yeah what's what's the purpose of the tour what do you guys like want to do with it you know we talk about a lot of things on the show that uh are a lot of things to do a lot of practices obviously Mm -hmm. that we've touched on so we really like to to bring an experience along with the conversation when we're on tour so for instance like having uh Katie Sabagian on like she's going to be leading a meditation we're in a comedy club in a bar setting we love kind of the juxtaposition of having a drink in your hand and, and tapping into your spirit guide, you know, like we, that to us is, is a perfect example of the That's a Retrograde experience. We did a show in Los Angeles. We had almost 100 people in the audience. And as we were doing our live show, every single person was getting third eye acupuncture. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so we like to make it interactive. We like to make it fun. And that's really when, when it comes to our live shows, we want that added element of doing along with, listening Thank plus we want to like meet the people you know it's yeah. doing a podcast is so funny because we're talking so intimately as you know and then you you, you know you're like holy shit all these fucking people are listening and yeah. i don't have it's i like to put a face and a absolutely you know yeah a physical experience into that i'm looking forward to taking this show on the road i totally agree yeah so yeah it's awesome. fun and where can everybody find you guys online we are at so retrograde on Instagram. Um, our website is that's a retrograde.com. I'm at S Simbari. And I'm at Elizabeth Cott, K O T T. And Simbari, S Simbari, S S I M B A R I. You got it. Listening. You so. got it. Just like Simba from The Lion King. Absolutely. <laughs> and Topical. Yeah. Hey, right, finally, right. that reference matters. <laughs> right? People are like, yes, I know who that is. Both gen- all generations, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Um, you both are welcome back on any time. I always say it's a journey-driven podcast. So six months from now, a year from now, it could look very different uh, in a very good, prosperous, abundant, healthy way. Totally. You We'd know? love to come back. And we'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about because we can. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got a podcast and we can do whatever the fuck we want Hell to. Yeah. Hell yeah. Amen so, to that. Pre- this was so fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you both you. for being on too. I really appreciate both of you. Thank you so much. Um, so for everybody listening, for Elizabeth Cott and Stephanie Sambari, co-founders of That's So Retrograde, check them out. That's 
SoRetrograde.com. Check them out. Uh, so Retrograde on Instagram. S. Simbari on Instagram. Elizabeth Cott on Instagram. Um, they are building a massive community and having fun about talking about health and wellness and mindfulness and spirituality and all things good for you. And, uh, you know, I don't think you can ever really get enough of that. Um, when you guys are listening to this, please reach out to them on Instagram. Again, like I can't promote community enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're all about. So uh, please, please, please reach out to them. Keep leaving all of your messages. I appreciate everything that you guys are telling me constantly. You guys have no idea. And one day I will reveal a story that I did not reveal on this podcast about why that is so important. I appreciate your massive feedback. Um, Please keep doing so and keep leaving those ratings and reviews. They mean a lot to us. And for uh, The Hustle Sold Separately this week, we are out.